The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, One who has bathed does not need to wash, except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. For this reason he said, Not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, put on his robe, and returned to the table, Jesus said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher, and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. The Gospel of the Lord. There's an article that was written not many years ago about a former prisoner of war. He was an American soldier who had spent almost three years in a prison in Vietnam. The conditions he had to live in can, can only be described as atrocious repulsive gruel for food, filthy and cramped lodgings, and regular sessions of interrogation and psychological torture. Everything, clothes, surroundings, food, even the water, 
was gray, lifeless, oppressive, and colorless. One of the worst aspects was simply that he never knew if they were simply going to execute him. He lived for three years in that heroic, horrific, and hellish situation. Finally, when he was released, in one of his first meals out of captivity, he was given an orange. When he looked at the brightly colored, plump fruit sitting on his plate, he stared at it for the longest time, and then he burst into tears. He couldn't believe how beautiful it was, a simple orange. His time in prison had made him forget about the good things the, that he had so long taken for granted. We are like that many times. Life's challenges, especially in these days, give us tunnel vision, that we become so preoccupied by the storms of life that we can forget that we belong to the Lord of the storm. So God gives us reminders, like the Eucharist, like tonight's liturgy that we celebrate. We need to be reminded of God's immense love that sacrificed his only son in order to redeem us. Because the challenges of life tend to give us, as I say, tunnel vision. That's all we seem to see. That may be all that we think we're ever going to experience. Now let's face it, we all know this. Life is tough. Amen? Especially today. We have many joys and delights, yet they don't eliminate our crosses. We live in a fallen, broken world, a world full of injustice, hardship, and loss. And it hurts. It hurts sometimes quite deeply. It sometimes hurts a lot. And we ourselves, each one of us, and I include myself, we are all fallen human beings. We're flawed. We lose our tempers. We give in to temptations. We get involved in things that we know we shouldn't be involved in. When we do these things, we realize how we add to our own misery and to the misery of those around us. And in the midst of the, all these difficulties and tough situations, 
it's hard for us to remember that bigger picture, that more important picture of sorts. And that is that God never gives up on us. He never gives up on us, no matter what we've done, no matter where we've gone. And that he is the one who can turn our Good Fridays into Easter Sundays. He can turn our Good Fridays into Easter Sundays. Amen? I don't think you're convinced. That's one of the reasons why we need reminders, like the reminder of tonight's beautiful liturgy. The ceremony we are celebrating today on Holy Thursday puts us in contact with 3,500 years of salvation history. With this Mass, we are obeying the command Jesus gave at that Last Supper, as he recalled in today's second reading. Do this in remembrance of me. And at that Last Supper, well over 2,000 years ago, Jesus gave a new meaning to a ceremonial meal that the Jews had celebrated ever since the time of Moses. In 1500 BC, the Passover. The Passover celebration was a holy day that God himself had established as we heard in that first reading in our liturgy. And as it recalled, God had commanded the ancient Israelites to celebrate Passover so that they would never, ever forget all that God had done for them, freeing them from the oppressive slavery in Egypt and then leading them to the promised land. The Passover was a remembrance of that, of what God had done. But it was a sacred remembrance. So it also renewed the chosen people's special relationship with their God. In a similar way, Jesus commanded the church, his church, the body of Christ, to continue ordaining priests and celebrating the Eucharist. The Eucharist is a remembrance of Jesus' work of redemption, by which he saved us from our sin, and yet he opened the way for each one of us to eternal life. And as a sacred remembrance, it also makes present Christ's everlasting sacrifice. It never dies. Our liturgy is not just a photograph of past events. It draws aside the curtain of time and space so that the past event is actually made present among us today and every time we come together 
to celebrate the Eucharist. So why is God so intent on reminding us of all that he has done for us? God is glad that we have gathered here for this celebration, that we have come together to do this in remembrance of him. He knows that we need to be reminded and how much he cares about each one of us, of the fact that he has not given up on us and God will never give up on us. He'll never give up on any of us. So we need to live this celebration. We need to live the Mass of the Last Supper. To live this celebration and full of gratitude, full of attention, letting God speak to us, listening with our whole being for whatever word he wants to give to us, to each one of us in our lives, whatever's going on, whatever joy we're going through or whatever storm we're in the midst. And in the next few days, these holiest day days of the year, let's keep on listening. Let's listen and remember closely. That may mean taking some extra time for prayer. Just to go home and take that time in silence. Read the gospel. Read one of the gospel accounts of the passion. Or read the scriptures. Read the Psalms, whatever it might be. Sit quietly with the Lord. Contemplate what the Eucharist means, what it means for you, what it means for you in your life and where you're at. But it's gonna mean carving out some time from our busy schedules to participate in Good Friday the Good Friday service tomorrow. Whether we do it here in person or online, make it a sacred and holy time. And then the Easter Vigil. Again, if we can make it, that is great. If we can't, watch it online. Make it a holy time. Make it a time to listen, to remember, to live it to live what is happening. And it may mean turning off certain things. It may mean kind of putting some things aside and using them less. Pope Benedict, during his visit to New York in the year 2008, 2008, we do not need to be afraid of silence. Silence can be such a powerful pathway to drawing closer to Jesus and to allowing him 
to draw closer to us and to know, and I've said this to you before, God is never outdone in generosity. You can't outdo him in generosity. He wants to pour forth so much into our hearts. So use this time to allow him to do that. And if we give God our attention in a special way during these holy days, he will give us the reminders we need, a personalized message for each one of us, sent directly from his sacred heart right into the middle of our needy hearts. Amen.